Good morning, Catherine. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Can you tell everyone your full name and whenabouts you lived in Dana? My name is uh, Catherine Brisbane, and my maiden name is Piggott. Um, and I've been trying to remember exact dates, but I know we left there in 1979, no, 78. And then I think we were there for four or five years prior to that. Were you there as an adult or a child? Sorry, as a child. I was in, we left, we finished grade six there, which I think is 78 or 77. And um, then we moved to Moose Chaw. When I, and I started grade 7 in Moose Jaw. So you were there for a few years. You went to the school. Yes. So when I was trying to remember exact dates, um, was, um, I think we moved there when I was in grade 3, and I finished grade 6 there. Do you remember your teachers' names or your uh, some of your classmates? So I don't. <laughs> I've also been trying to remember that. Um, there was a couple that commuted from Saskatoon and I they were um, I remember then hearing stories that they were um, fairly newlyweds but they had both been divorced before and that was kind of like a scandalous thing I'd never met anybody who'd been divorced and then remarried mm -hmm. and they had kids together or kids like they each brought kids to the relationship so um, and one of them taught us like some classes and then the other one taught other classes. This would have been in grade six. And at the end of the year, they took us on a field trip to Saskatoon to their house. Oh. And I don't remember their names, but I swear his name started with an M, but I, I can't remember her name, and she kept her own um, last name. Oh, okay. Do you remember the school was shaped like an H? I do, yeah. I, I do, yeah. Did they have the tether balls back then by the school? I don't remember the tether balls, but I'm not particularly athletic, so that would not have been my favorite thing to do. I remember going to the pool a lot. Um, I remember going to the pool, uh, just my brother and I, um, when, and he, he, he he's four years younger than me, so in grade six, I was grade two, he would have been in grade two, and we would walk to the pool ourselves. And um, anyone could go in, you just go in, and, and the lifeguard was there. And you'd spend the afternoon there, and then when the pool closed, everybody went home. What was your brother's name? His name is Joe. Okay. Um, when you were at the pool, did it have the covering or no covering? Oh, like a big top covering? Yes, was it, did it have a cover on it, or...? No, no, it was open, open air. Mm -hmm. And what yeah, street? Yeah, so there was, was a storm, and we all got kicked out, sent <laughs> home. <laughs> what street did you live on, Catherine? Also, don't remember that. Okay. But I remember behind our house, um, directly behind our house, was the radar domes. And over one house, um, so if you're standing looking at my house, to the left was one more house, and then the stairs to the domes. Okay. Yeah, and um, the people, so if you looked at our house, the people to the right of us had a little dog that was not very friendly, and we were all warned to 
steer clear of it. And one time I was running around the house and the dog was outside and um, it came up and it nipped me on my ankle. And that was a big deal that there was a dog bite and my parents were very angry with me for going on that side of the house because we knew not to because of that dog, but I did anyways. Oh. Yeah. And then across the street, I don't remember the, their names, but there's a very nice younger couple that one time my parents went away and they left us with this couple for a, a week um, and they took care of us. And um, the guy that lived there had all these records and so they played records for us and we listened to different music. Our parents were a little bit older, so they um, didn't listen to rock and roll, but these people across the street did, so we got introduced to rock and roll then. <laughs> I was, one of my last questions is, is there a song, a TV show or movie you associate with Dana? So you probably have some good song memories. Um, yes. So, you know, I don't, I remember um, the... The Lion Sleeps Tonight, that was the song that I associate with that house, okay. um, because he, that was the first time I heard that. But I also um, remember um, having this huge crush on Sean Cassidy, and um, we had his picture up in our classroom, in the grade six classroom, as um, uh, musicians, and I just remember he was... Um, um, I think in the Partridge family. Uh -huh. I think that was him. And uh, yeah, I remember like sitting in the classroom looking at his picture, thinking <laughs> how how, uh, how wonderful he was. <laughs> I also remember, and I don't remember what classroom that was. Um, we did an experiment with mold, and so we all had to bring a piece of bread from school, from home rather, and then we put it in a a bag or I don't know, maybe it was a paper bag. And then every day we had to take it out of the bag and count um, kind of how much area um, the mold had spread to. Uh -huh. And to this day, I cannot eat white bread because <laughs> I, I think about, and my mother was very like super, super health food, like granola. Like we used to drive to Saskatoon and go to health food stores in Saskatoon long before it was popular to be, um, you know, healthy. And so we didn't have white bread. She actually had to borrow a slice of white bread from uh, a neighbor for me to do this experiment. And to this day, I cannot eat white bread. I, I just that smell, and I think it's a mole. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> what did your parents do on the base? So my mother uh, was a stay-at-home um, wife, and my father worked in the... Um, it's the M.E., but I never really knew what that stood for, but he drove. He was a driver, so he um, he would drive, um, like, oh, big equipment, but also he drove buses and he drove, um, like, the staff cars. So I don't think there was an airport near Dana because I think I remember him driving to Saskatoon a lot to bring in, um, like, higher-ranking um, people in the military to uh, the base and then driving them back to Saskatoon when meetings were over or, or when it all finished. And I remember um, one thing I wanted to tell you was one memory that is really distinct in my mind is um, we had a, an air raid practice, and they had discussed that, you know, this was going to happen and that, you know, everybody needed to be aware of it, but no one knew what 
time or what day it was going to be. It was sometime in that week. And we were all just sitting down for supper around 5 o'clock one day, and the air raid siren went off. And everyone, all the the military, um, mostly men, um, had to return to the base immediately. And so I have this memory, and it still frightens me to this day, of... um, all of the families standing, um, watching all the men run to the base. Like, they didn't even drive. They just ran. Everyone got out of their houses and just ran down the street towards the base. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was really, really poignant. I have so much to tell you. You're not asking me questions. Can I tell you other things? Yes, before I forget, what were your mom and dad's names? Oh, sorry. My mom's name was Rita, and my dad's name was Ron. Okay. And they were very involved with the Catholic Church on the base, mm-hmm. and they, um, my parents have always, uh, were, were always, they're both God now, they were always very um, strong Catholics, so they um, they always involved themselves, um, you know, very heavily in whatever base they went to, so um, my, my dad um, would help kind of set up for Mass, and my mom taught catechism. And um, I learned how to play the organ at the, the on the Catholic church side of the of the chapel, and I played the um, organ. Sometimes it was just one finger, and I played um, the songs for mass so that we could have uh, music. And then later, um, I um, served um, with the priest there. And I remember my brother. Um, I think my brother had his first communion there or something. I remember I, I recently um, I was looking for pictures for something else, and I saw pictures of uh, my brother standing at the front with a bunch of other little kids um, for some celebration or something. Okay. Yeah, and we would, um, you know, if we were ready to go to church before Mom and Dad were, like when it was, you know, nice and we were walking, and we walked most of the time on the base, Mom and Dad would say, well, just go, we'll meet you there, and my brother and I could, could walk down to the church by ourselves and wait on the steps for Mom and Dad to come. And Dad had a key, so if we were early, Dad would let us in and we would, we would uh, get ready for church before everybody else came. Oh, that's nice. My mom, so this is what I was going to tell you. So my dad, um, my dad was at the base first, I think like in 63 or 64, um, as a single man, and he had a roommate who was from Quebec, and he didn't know anybody, and he was very homesick, and at Christmas time, everyone was leaving to go home, because everyone else was from, a large amount of people were from Saskatchewan, so my dad said to his roommate, well, you better come with me, so my dad took his roommate home to his hometown, which was in southern Saskatchewan in Anoy, and this roommate met my dad's sister, and they instantly fell in love. And that roommate now is, is one of my beloved uncles. Oh. Yes. So then they married, and then we moved on to Calgary. And my dad continued at the base. And then one of his jobs was um, when there was sick parade, everyone who was sick had to come to work. And then they got driven to the doctor's office in Cudworth. And then they had to meet with the doctor, and the doctor would say whether they could stay home that day or whether they had to um, go to work. Um, I think that's how it went. That, that might be my childhood memory of that. But I know that my dad drove people to the doctor's office. That was one of his jobs. 
And the receptionist at the doctor's office was my mother. She was a psych nurse. And she had moved home to help take care of her parents. And she was single and a little bit older. And my dad was single and a little bit older. And they met and they fell in love and they got married. And then they moved away from um, Dana and we moved to um, um, Cold Lake on Vancouver Island. And I was born, my mom flew back to Saskatoon and I was born there. And then they went back to Cold Lake for a while. And then, no, sorry, not Cold Lake. Holberg, my husband says Holberg, Holberg, and then to Cold Lake, and then they were transferred back to Dana, and that's when um, my brother had been born prior to that, and then we were all at Dana together. And my mother's sisters and family all lived in Cudworth, so I have lots of memories of going to Cudworth and staying overnight at um, one of her sisters at the farm, and um, just kind of memories that are all kind of twisted in between Dana and then the farm in Cudworth. And there was a restaurant halfway there, um, I think it was near a lake, that we used to stop and we'd have cheeseburgers and french fries. Um, <laughs> and then we would go on to go to my, my aunt's place in Cudworth. Mm-hmm. I took um, accordion lessons in uh, Bruno at the convent. Oh, really? Yeah. So was it the nuns that taught you? Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. And can you play to this day? Can you still play? Sorry? Can you play today? Oh, well, I gave it away. I can still play piano. I went on from accordion to piano, but um, yes, and, and it was quite a spectacular accordion, like, had, you know very fancy ivory keys that they must have, um, my parents were not rich at all, and they must have paid for a long time for that. That was quite interesting that um, that was the instrument that they thought that I was going to play forever. Um, and I don't remember playing, like, with anybody else. I just remember being, like, just myself and this um, younger sister teaching me uh, accordion in this... Um, was in one of the little waiting rooms when you go into the convent. Um, they have all these little waiting rooms, and there'd be other kids sitting there, and you could hear a piano in one room, and and um, then I would be in another room with the accordion. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we used to drive. Oh, here's my other big memory. So we drove. We used to take a school bus to Saskatoon on Saturdays, um, and. Um, I don't ever remember my dad coming on these trips, but my mom and I would go to Saskatoon and we would shop. And um, I remember one time um, my mom being called to the school for a meeting, and then um, I wasn't in the room. And then when we came out, she said, well, we better go to Saskatoon. So we went to Saskatoon the following Saturday, and I saw a doctor check my eyes. And then the following it couldn't have been a Saturday. Well, I don't know, maybe it was. Anyways, the following Saturday or a couple Saturdays later, we drove to Saskatoon and I got glasses for the first time. Yeah. And I remember driving home on the bus and I was like, I can see gophers <laughs> and I can see cows and I can see. And I, then we got on the, on the base and I saw dogs. And I, I apparently was quite blind and nobody Aww. knew, but this teacher figured it out and called my mom down to tell her. Aww. Yeah. Oh, that's a great memory. And I remember walking down to the school out the next day, and everything was so clear. Like, there was a playground. And I don't ever remember seeing a playground. I just remember walking past this area, but I don't ever remember there 
being there or doing anything because I, I, I don't think I saw it. Yeah. It was the most bizarre thing ever. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yes, yes. Do you remember Christmases or Halloween on the base? Any of those big uh, holidays? I, I, I do remember Halloween, and actually just recently I was again looking for pictures for one of my aunt's birthdays, and um, I was looking for a very old photo album, and I found a picture of my brother and I in the um, trailer, and we were both in our Halloween costumes, and my mom was taking picture of each of us before we went out and um i remember we were allowed to do the big loop so we were on like the big big loop but we weren't allowed to go on the other side um they only wanted us to just to stay on the the one the one big loop hmm. and i don't remember ever really much going on to the other side mm-hmm. my friends were all on the the big big loop oh i do remember kathy york kathy york was a teacher mm-hmm. at um the school and um, her mom and I, her mom and, no, Mrs. York and my mom were friends because mm-hmm. I think, I don't know if they went to the same church or how they got to know each other, but I remember going back and forth to the York's houses for suppers and, and doing things. And Mrs. York taught me and her daughter, I think her name was Nora, how to make stew one time. And we learned how <laughs> to... Um, um, brown the beef before you added the vegetables and everything into it. Yeah. And then I had another friend, and I remember they lived on in a house, just kind of on the walkway to the school, because you know, I always passed their house afterwards thinking about this. So my mother was very super, super healthy, so we didn't ever have processed foods or white flour or white bread or anything like that. Um, and so I remember going to this one friend's house for lunch, and it must have been in like grade five or six, because I, I feel like I was a little bit older, I remember this clearly, and she made craft dinner. Mm-hmm. And that was the very first time I had ever tasted craft dinner. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was the best thing in the world. And I went <laughs> home and I told my mother about this wonderful food. And she was like, I make macaroni with fresh, with real cheese and yeah. fresh milk. How can you think that? She was so mad at me that I thought this thing from a box was better than her macaroni. <laughs> <laughs> and years later, like years and years later, like as an adult, you know, we'd have macaroni at her house and I'd say, oh, mom, this is good, but it's not as good as crafting it. <laughs> and we'd all remember and laugh. I have a similar story to that, too, because my parents uh-huh. were really healthy. And mm-hmm. it was, yeah, my mom made homemade bread. Everything was homemade. And uh-huh. it was, and we always had pure maple syrup okay. and homemade pancakes. And I remember going to someone's house once on base, and that's the first time I had Aunt Jemima syrup. And I thought it was so much better than maple syrup. And I went on and on about it like you did with the craft dinner. But my parents would not buy that. We had to stick with maple syrup. <laughs> I can only imagine that that that, um, that taste that just sticks in your mind, hey? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my. Um, have you been back since it's closed? You know, I remember driving through a few times when you still could, yeah. but I you know, I can't exactly remember when. Um, and I. The trailer was still then, so I don't know if it was with my parents or later as an adult. I don't, I don't remember that. And I had listened to a few of your podcasts, and I remember somebody talking about 
the garden plots and I completely forgot about the garden plots because mm. my parents were huge gardeners and they we they gardened a lot so mm. I, we were there a lot but I I don't know why until someone said that that I'd forgotten about the plots yeah that was right at the base like right at the base of the hill yeah. when you go in yeah 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 and we, we never I don't think we ever walked there we must have driven always there mm-hmm. um but yeah, it was um, now that I now that I start to remember, I can see my my dad in the plot, but I just can't I can't. Um, and I and I think my parents had some garden. Um, I feel like we had a garden in our yard, but I don't know if I'm mixing that up with another base or not. We had a big play structure that lots of kids, um, like just a climbing structure, now it would be unsafe because I think it was pretty high um, <laughs> that we would we um, played on. Mm-hmm. I remember I got sunstroke one time because I'm, I'm a redhead and very fair and um, we had uh, relatives visiting from Calgary, the same relatives that um, my, my my uncle and my aunt that, that met. Um, through Dana, they were visiting, and their kids were big outdoors kids, and so we were all outside. And then I got very sick with sunstroke, and I had a high fever, and I was um, sick for a number of days afterwards. And I was very sad because I could hear everybody playing in mm-hmm. this play structure outside of my bedroom, and I was in in bed with a, a headache and a fever, and mm-hmm. the, my room was very dark, but I could hear people playing outside. Mm-hmm. We used to climb up the hill. The hill was very steep behind our house because that was just right where the stairs, almost where the stairs were. But you could climb up the stairs and then slide down the back of our uh, house but it, on the hill. But it was very steep. You had to be very careful or you'd go right into the house. And my mother didn't like it when we did that. So, you know, you do it a couple times and you get caught and then you weren't allowed to do it anymore. But I remember, you know, climbing up a hill and then sitting at the very top and looking over the whole base and looking over the, the, the trees and the forest that was kind of, you know, to the other side of the, the tomes. Mm-hmm. When we've driven past, you know, um, in recent years, you know, it's been locked up and it was a Buffalo Ranch. Um, I have I still have lots of relatives in Cudworth, so we haven't been back there for a while. But um, for a while, we went there quite a bit, and um, they they knew the people, or they had talked about the people, and they you know with stories about um, you know how it was was going back to um, everything was gone, and it was going back to they were allowing the, the land to reclaim it and letting the buffalo roam everywhere. Okay. Um, what happened when? Where did you guys go when you left Dana? We went to Moose Jaw, mm-hmm. um, and I, yeah, so that's how I definitely know those dates, because I started grade seven in Moose Jaw, and then my dad retired in Moose Jaw, so we stayed there, and then um, my husband and I actually moved to um, Comox, not with the military, but um, we made a lot of military friends, so it's like we were continued to, you know, live a military lifestyle for a while, and then... Mm-hmm. Um, we ended up moving back. I moved back to Moose Jaw with my husband um, um, about 20, 20, in 1995, he says. 1995, we moved back to Moose Jaw. We've lived there ever since. Okay. And your brother? My brother um, moved to a number of places in um, northern Alberta. He worked um, in the oil industry, and um, they live in Brooks, um, Alberta, right now. Okay. And I ended up moving back 
Um, and we were a little bit turned around when we were with the realtor. So we weren't going to move back to Michelle. We were on Vancouver Island, and we had an opportunity. We we talked about moving maybe to Alberta or you know somewhere in Saskatchewan. And then my husband was recruited to come to Michelle, and we weren't really sure if that we wanted to be that close to my my parents, but we we thought we'd look. And so we came back, and you know the realtor takes you down a street that maybe you hadn't normally been on. And I knew that, you know, we were close to my parents' house, but I didn't realize how close we were until we had found a house and put an offer in and then drove back home afterwards to my parents where we were staying and we were a block and a half away from them. But we approached it from a different way that I wasn't familiar. So it wasn't, and we hadn't lived there for, I hadn't lived there for a long time. So we lived, yes, and it was lovely. We lived a block and a half away from my parents. It was almost just like growing up on a base. My kids, when they were old enough, they could uh, walk over to Grandma and Grandpa's by themselves and visit them. My dad retired um, uh, from the base uh, there. He continued to work in the same department. I remember one time I was very homesick. It was in grade 7, and, and um, you know, that first year when you move is very hard. And I remember one time he drove home at lunchtime and he was driving a bus, like a huge passenger bus, and he parked it on the side of our street. We didn't live on the base when we moved to Australia. We bought a house because they knew that's where they were going to retire. And they um, bought a, a the house, and I remember the base, the the bus parked right beside our house, and then he took me back to school in the bus. <laughs> and then yeah. he was trying to cheer me up because yeah. I was homesick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't keep in touch with really anybody, you know, grade six and seven, you know, and back before the internet, you don't really get to know, you don't, there isn't a way to keep in touch with people without letter writing, and I wasn't a very good letter writer in those days. What about your parents? Because my parents stayed in touch, they would exchange Christmas cards. Did your parents keep in touch with anyone? They did. The um, they did, but people that I didn't really know really well. So okay. I don't know how, you know, it didn't really, yeah. Um, the Yorks, for sure, those are the ones that they, they um, kept in touch with the longest was um, Ed and Kathy York. Um, and um, I did find when I was going through my mother's sins after she died, um, uh, in her address book, there was lots of... Um, people with, um, like she put where where she'd met them, right, in, in her address book, and there was a lot of Dana people mm-hmm. there, um, but um, not anybody that I really remembered either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So would, did you like living in Dana? Did you, would you say that was... You know, it, it, so many memories, it, it's, it's really intertwined in my, that, that's a big part of my childhood, mm-hmm. was... Dana, um, but also um, Cudworth. Those mm-hmm. two are just really you know, strongly intertwined. Yeah. I remember one year, and we, we were quite young, because I, I, I've seen pictures of it um, in the past in photo albums, where and my parents were going, we always traveled on Christmas Day. We always went to some relative's house on Christmas Day. So we opened presents. Christmas evening, and that, I think, was a German tradition. My mother was German. So I remember one time, it was very cold, and my it was dark, and we'd gone to uh, Mass, um, Christmas Eve Mass, at 8 o'clock at the base, and then um, I remember getting home, and my dad saying, let's go for a sled ride in the snow, and it was snowing very hard, and he was pulling us in the sled just down the street, and it was like 
um, was black. Like, I just remember thinking it's so dark and it's so black. And um, you could see people in their homes um, with Christmas trees and, and um, things like that because it was Christmas Eve. And when we got home, Santa had come. And it was so exciting because when we left the house, Santa had not come. But when we got home, Santa had been there. And, and Mom said she was in the bathroom. And when she came out of the bathroom, Santa had been there. And it was just such, it was so amazing. And I remember my brother was very little, and I was standing, I had a dress on, and I was standing next to a bookcase, and I was wearing a dress that I had been wearing in church. And um, I think they actually had to put my brother to bed because he was a baby, and he was, he was very little, and he was tired. But then um, I, got a, I got a doll. I got a doll, and her name was Sarah. Mm. Yeah. That sounds like a very magical Christmas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to add? I'm just trying to think all the memories that have popped up in the past few days when I was thinking about this phone call. Hmm. Yeah, I was going to tell you about the pool and swimming. Oh, I know. I remember one time. Um, so I don't know if families were allowed to go in the... Um, on top of the hill like when you yeah. first come up just past the yeah. gardens yeah mm-hmm. but you had to go kind of almost where like people were working to, to go near the bay to go yes. to the pool yeah 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 and so yeah that was it i just remember the the pool and i remember the mess hall and then we would walk back home after that mm-hmm. and that was only i only remember doing that when it was warm because we walked we walked a lot on the base yeah yeah. I remember you could, when you're older, you could ring somebody's doorbell and um, ask them if they wanted their baby taken for a walk. And they would put their baby in a stroller and you would just walk the loop and then bring the baby home. And lots of mothers encouraged that so they would have a little break so that the baby got some fresh air and they could have lunch or something. My mother would say, you know, oh, so-and-so would like to have their baby walk. Do you want to go to that? And then I would go over. And I used to think that I I initiated it, but now in retrospect, I think these mothers must have talked on the phone and then I was sent over to somebody's house to walk their baby. I remember doing that with a dog, but never babies. It's kind of like babysitting, yeah. Exactly. 
babysitting for free because I never got paid for it. Yeah. And then sometimes you come back and the mother would say, oh, well, the baby's sleeping. You want to walk the loop again? And so you go and do that whole big loop and one more time. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great memory. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, lots of good memories and lots of memories of coming home late, late at night. We used to stay sometimes at my mother's sisters, but other times we would drive home from Cudworth in the dark and, and, um, you know, it's very cold out in, in the winter, and you could see all the stars and, and kind of doze and, and watch the stars. And, and my dad would carry us into bed, and, and uh, we had a carport on our our trailer. And um, I remember driving into the carport and then waiting, even if I was awake, waiting for my dad to pick me up and carry me in. <laughs> yeah. I remember the trailer had three bedrooms, and the one bedroom had two doors, and so and my parent the master bedroom, so you could go to the front the the, the door the door from the carport. You mm-hmm. could go into their bedroom, or you could go into the living room, kitchen, and into their bedroom. And so I remember my brother running in circles like a crazy small person, <laughs> running just running, 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 until my mother was like, "Okay, that's enough of that," and then she shut the doors and not let him run anymore. <laughs> And we'd have sleepovers. I'd have um, some some friends, and we'd they'd um, put us in sleeping bags in the living room, and then there was a door between the kitchen and the living room, and so they would shut it, and then we would just like talk and talk and talk, and finally, um, the door from the the other side from um, the bedroom would open up, and my mother would say, "Okay, girls, that's enough. Go to sleep," and then we would all go to sleep. <laughs> Your layout sounds a bit different than what ours was. What was yours like? Um, we had a we had a carport too. When you when you walked in, you were right in the living room. Then to the kitchen, there was a narrow hallway, three bedrooms, a bathroom, and then there was like some kind of side porch as well, where the washer and dryer. Oh, yeah. oh no, the washer and dryer yeah. were in um, the kitchen. Yeah. yeah, there was like a side area too. Yeah. We had that side porch too, and we had a big stand-up freezer in there, and we had a hamster, and the hamster's name was Charlie. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we would let Charlie out, and Charlie would run around the the porch area, um, blocked off, so we couldn't he couldn't get to the rest of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Charlie figured out how to get out of his cage, and. Um, so my dad was always forever like, "Okay, Charlie's out again," and so he'd have. <laughs> We figured out, Dad figured out he had to um, twist-tie the cage door shut. Mm-hmm. But years later, when we moved, Dad, or they moved the freezer, uh, the stand-up freezer, out of where it was in the porch. Behind there was all these um, newspaper, um, Charlie, anytime he'd gotten out of the cage, he would take something and put it behind the fridge. And so there was this huge mound of paper that Charlie had chewed up and was that was like his second place to hang out was behind the fridge. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that porch. Yeah. I remember the first one, the first times I was ever left at home alone. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that my mother did have that wasn't very healthy was icing sugar. And so anytime I was left alone, I'd have a little spoon of icing sugar and eat it. And one time I was having that spoon of icing sugar and I was just about to eat it and the phone rang. <laughs> <laughs> and so I I coughed on this powdered 
icing sugar. And I was coughing so hard, I answered the phone. It was my mother, who was, I don't know, somewhere. And um, she was like, are you sick? Are you all right? And I'm like, no, no, I'm just coughing. I don't know why I'm coughing. But there was, like, icing sugar everywhere. I was coughing all over it. And I don't think I was smart enough to clean it up. So then I think after that, she knew that I was dipping into the icing sugar. For us, it was the chocolate chips. That's the one thing we oh, had yes. we would get into sometimes. Oh, yes. The other thing that my mother did, that was her years of being, um, we were all in vitamins. And my, her sister in um, Cudworth started it. It was a multi-level marketing system. It was called Shackley. And so then my mother bought in. And so she was um, tried to sell Shackley. And I remember having, my mother would have Shackley parties, much like Avon parties, in the living room. And all these people would come and buy Shackley. Anyways, so every day before, at, at breakfast, there'd be this little dish of vitamins. And, like, huge vitamins. Like, big, hard-to-swallow vitamins. And so I, I've never been good at swallowing pills. And so I... They just went in my pocket, and when she wasn't looking, and then um, I had an ice cream pail in my um, dresser drawer in my bedroom um, that I would just plop them in. I don't know what I was thinking that I wouldn't get caught. I tried flushing them once, but they were all water soluble and they wouldn't flush. They floated. So, anyways, my mother found this pail when it was three quarters full, and I was in so much trouble. But then. For, the, for, like, a long time afterwards, that pail sat on our um, kitchen table, and my mother doled out the vitamins for everybody from that pail because she wasn't going to waste them. And then she watched me take my vitamins. Uh-huh. But, but it, I remember not getting as many because I said I can't swallow them. That was my problem. Like, I really struggled to swallow them. So then instead of getting, like, eight vitamins, I think I got three. Mm-hmm. So that was our compromise. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I remember people on the base would sell Avon, Tupperware, yes. and yes. something called Artex. Artex, it was like a type of paint. And then um, oh. Mary Maxim was a big thing. So my mother was into oh, yes. some of that. Oh, yes, yes. Definitely, I remember Avon and um, Tupperware parties, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. I think there was another couple. Um, their last name was Walso, um, because she sold Avon. Um, and they moved to Moose Jaw um, after us, and they lived um, a kitty corner from us in Moose Jaw, and I babysat for them, and I think my parents met them um, at Dana, and that's where that friendship continued. Hmm. Well, I'm so glad you shared all these with us today. Thank you so much for asking me. That was so good to remember all those things. Mm-hmm. Remember all my dad's good stories. Yeah. yeah. I look forward to listening to it. Yes, I will uh, put it up today. You have, you have a good day, Catherine. Thank you. Yeah. Take care. Nice to chat. Bye. Bye-bye.